welcome to the Underpowered Podcast, a gaming podcast where we battle our backlog, revealing what is worth your time and money. This is episode number 45. I'm Shelby Stokes, and joining us today is my trusted co-host, Casey Cool. Hey. And our guest today from the YouTube channel, Minimum Player Count, Stephanie. (laughs) (laughs) It's me. Thanks for being with us today, Steph. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. Sorry about the technical issues. We had a couple of bumps in the road, but we're yeah. good now. It happens. Yeah. I mean, you can't be in this hobby and not have that. Right. Yeah, exactly. And you, we also would not sure. have been able to survive the pandemic to the extent that we have without the ability to troubleshoot technical issues. This is also true. That is very true. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm just checking stuff off the life goal map. It's awesome right oh, now. Yeah, me too. Especially <laughs> since I started this whole thing when uh, the pandemic technically like started. That's what I was going to say. Did you when did, really? Yeah. When did your channel begin? Oh, Great. This is a good question. I didn't know that question was going to come up. Um, when did it start? Let's see. I think it was in March. I'm, I'm now looking because I can't uh, be trusted with these questions. Uh, so it's nine months ago, according to my YouTube. Wow. Can you believe that? Let's you know what, though? We we started at the same time. As you. Really? Yeah, we started in March of 2020 as well. So that's awesome. That's great. We're in we're in this adventure, this COVID adventure together. That's amazing. Yeah. So where did your love of board games come from? Um where I guess hold on. Let me let me preface this. For our listeners, can you explain what your YouTube channel is? I guess <laughs> we should go before we just start talking about board games. What, what do you do on YouTube? What do you talk about? So uh, the main premise for my board game channel was to play games or talk about games at the minimum player count. So typically one or two players. I play most of my games, typically like 90% of my games at two players. But I thought, you know, perfect time with the pandemic and everything more, you know, games are coming out as a single player. So Mm -hmm. why not talk about games that are actually like, you know, good at the minimum player count and not just saying on the box that it's good at both player accounts and it actually isn't and it's intended for a bigger group. Yeah, because you do a lot of two player card games and those that in single card ones, but you do some big ones as well, too. Yeah. So where did the love of board games come from? Um, So actually, we went traveling. Uh, I used to we used to travel a lot more, obviously, before everything happened. But I, we were traveling a little bit. We were at, uh, in Japan and then I actually got oh, cool. sick in Japan. And we came back and uh, I was still sick for a while and they were just, you know, doing more tests and figuring out what was going on. And that time I was just kind of like hanging at home and not really doing anything. And then uh, my boyfriend, he had some friends like, hey, come over. We're going to play some board games. And I was like, board games, really? And they're like, yeah, let's go. And I was like, "Okay, you know, let's go over. I mean, I'm not like I'm doing anything else right here. So we went and we played Catan and that was it. I was just like, wow, that was fun. Let's play something else. Let's keep going. You got you got hooked on the drug. You got they got you. They got you. Because when you look at your collection, you've obviously you're 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 in now. You're in deep. (laughs) Really deep. Yeah. Like it's like there's no coming back. So Catan was the the first step in the water. I you know, that's funny. I just recently played Catan myself for the first time and it's a fantastic game. What Catan like game? do you recommend besides Catan? Like what have you, what has, what has been the growth since Catan or what has been the, Oh, this is like Catan, but better. Uh, what have you found? Well, so when I first started playing Catan, my friends also introduced me to uh, Villainous and I okay. started playing Villainous. 
And I was like, okay, that was pretty cool. And then I went into um, Betrayal at House on the Hill. I jumped from, you know, Catan to Betrayal. And then after Betrayal, I started getting into trying to find more games that were more thematic in nature to try to find games that were more immersive because I fell in love with how a game could take you and just really, like, put you into, like, a world and how are you reading cards and going through it in that way. Um, But back to your original question of what games are like Catan, um, I don't even know if I can think of something that really gets me like a ton. Besides, um, I've gotten some games that are a little bit more Yuri, uh, that I haven't actually played yet. They're sitting on my shelf over here that are kind of Catan-like. But uh, with all the reviews I've been doing, I have a lot of games that I want to play that are just sitting here staring at me (laughs) as I'm trying to get reviews done. You have a backlog of board games, because that's what our show's about, like catching up on old video games or video games that we just haven't had times for. What's your your backlog currently? I know it's a lot, but like, what's your your next three projects that you have on the fire for board games? Um, I just played um, I'm gonna butcher this name because it's French. It's Maquis. It's a it's a single player game that's currently on Kickstarter right now. That is uh, the revamping for the second edition. So okay. I have that here. I have the first edition here that they wanted me to do a review of just to see like how the game is. And I played it today that I really like. Um, I also have Factory Floor um, okay. and. I also have a billionaire rumor. Billionaire rumor. Okay, what is that? Ooh, that one sounds like fun. I don't even know what that means, but I think that sounds like fun. It's by Headblown Studios, and it's kind of like a auction type of game. Um, Ooh. So Shelby, in his daytime, works in the auctioneering sector. So that son might be a little too close to home or perfect. He's a ringer. Oh. I don't normally get to be the billionaire at the auctions that true. I go to. Yeah, this is exactly. True. <laughs> um, now, do you have to wear a monocle when you play that one? You know what? I think that I might just, um, if you can find me one, because I don't have one in my repertoire. Oh, that'd be good. Oh, I have so many monocles. So let me I'll guess. Are one. the characters like Jeff Bezos <laughs> and Mark Zuckerberg and are the Bill Gates? Can you pick? Do you pick between them? Are those some of the characters? You no. Got in okay. This is more like, um, so you have like uh, Hinoko, Crazy, and Joker are your kind of thing. So I believe it's more Ooh. Japanese. Okay. Correct. Uh, from Headbone Studios, I believe is a Japanese uh, company that's, itself. That's pretty neat. So how do you go about vetting the board games you play like do they show up is there i know you said you're kind of into the thematic type games is there anything that like really draws you in in terms of a new experience that you're looking for well um i usually get a lot of people sending me messages on any of my social media channels and then they'll send me like i want to know a little bit about the game so i know that if it's something that you know i'll possibly like because if it's a game i'm not gonna like then i feel like it's doing a disservice to the game like i know for a fact that I don't really enjoy very much social deduction. So if it's a very heavy social deduction game, I'm going to be like, this is probably not the game for me because Mm -hmm. I don't really enjoy it that much. Um, I could still play it and review it with my own thoughts, but like, I want to make sure that the game's getting kind of like their justice for it, especially if they're putting a lot of effort into this, you know, game, you know, that they know what they're doing in a social deduction game. Whereas I'm like, I don't know who you are. I don't know who I am anymore. Like, 
figure it out. <laughs> well, how long does it take you to fully review or go through a game? Is, is it, I'm guessing it's a multi, what's your process for that? Um, that depends on the game. Um, I also review board games now. Well, not review them. I do overviews of board games on Board Game Spotlight, um, as well. So, like, I just did, um, Human Punishment in the beginning, and that was a huge board game. You know, it was about 50 pages, uh, just that rule book with, you know, no pictures or anything like that. It was all just words. And, uh, that was a heavy game. It took us, I think we had a month beforehand to have the rules, but then the rules were kind of changed closer to the Kickstarter, so then that changed oh, wow. a little bit, you know, and that's what you run into when you're reviewing prototypes, mm-hmm. you know, things change as they're getting closer to it, and they want to make new adjustments, so you kind of have to roll with that. Um, so typically, I would say, like, two to three weeks sometimes, depending on the length of the game, like, um, Factory Floor is probably not going to take me that long. I just have to read the reviews and then play it a couple times and kind of get an idea of what the game's actually like, and then I usually just kind of figure out what the game reminds me of. If there's any games that I like that it reminds me of so I can give kind of a base of, hey, you might like it if you like this kind of game or if you've ever played this uh, to give a little bit more information. But uh, typically I get about a week with a game that they give to me. I'll say at least a week so I can get a little bit more into the game because sometimes they're like, hey, we just have it. Can you quickly do one? And I'm like, I can, but is it going to do the game justice? You know, more time is better for your right. game, honestly, because it means I can play it. More. Right. Right. So with these games, too, I'm always curious of how much does the box art influence you? Like, oh, I want to play that because it has a cool cover. Like, I, I think of it like a music CD or a video game cover. Sometimes we see it with our eyes and we're like, yes, this is for me. Is that sometimes the cases, too, where you get like, oh, what's this hook based off of the cover? Yeah, art? I'm definitely influenced a lot by uh, like a cover of a game because, you know, like if I. I like components and I like art in games. And if it, if a game just looks appealing to me, I will automatically just grab it and look at it, pull up BGG and look up some, you know, information about the game to see if it's, you know, if it's going to be a game for me. But, um, I really recently just, uh, got a game from my local game store because they were just like, there's a tea set in this game. And I was like, there's a tea set. And I was like, okay, I'm getting it. <laughs> my daughter would love that too. That would just be all she cares yeah, about. Like, all right. yeah, that was it. And I was just like, that's, that's it. It was great production quality. It was like a ceramic tea set in there and some wow. miniature one. And I was just like, Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> the one game, too, I know you covered was The Dwellings of Eldervale. That's a game that looks like it has tons of components, but it's all it's super flashy looking. Uh, tell me about that game. So, um, honestly, I honestly didn't think I was going to like the game. When it originally came out on Kickstarter, I looked at it and I was even trying to watch some playthrough um, with Dice Tower when they were going through it all live and playing it. And I was just like, I don't know if I'd like this game. It wasn't very um, watching. It wasn't very attractive, I guess, to me to like attract me to the game and be like, yes, I'm going to like this. And it wasn't until um, again, my local game store backs Kickstarters now. So they get some Kickstarters. My friend uh, got the game let me play it and I was like this game is amazing I need it I need it now (laughs) and it was just like uh, I got it automatically the legendary they had it and I was just like I need this game it's um 
it's a pvp but in a way that isn't so battle like i guess because a lot of times in pvp you might have like you know you have to play certain cards or you might have to you know work on your defense and how much you're actually going to be attacking for you really get paying attention to your your numbers yeah. right um but in this game you roll dice and sometimes you might say oh well that's luck based well they also have potions that you can use to re-roll your dice to kind of mitigate some of that luck factor in there and say you do um you know hit your enemy or whatever and these meeples go to what they call the underworld when you do a recall action all of your people that you have out on uh the game even in the underworld come back to your deck so you never actually lose them at all which is a cool mechanic at least for me and somebody who's not really into pvp as much that just really um didn't really punish you that much i guess in that way i like the pvp type style game too so i i'm a big fan of aeg uh smash up and then i don't know if you play it i'm sure you've heard of smash up maybe um because i used to watch will wheaton's show where he would do the tabletop games and have celebrities come in the other one that i really love though that i try to get people to play is five minute dungeon I don't, have you played that or are you familiar with five minute dungeon i'm familiar okay. with it i haven't played it i actually just got smash up oh that's uh, they yeah to, re- to review so i have it still in shrink looking at oh, it now. Look like, at you. so that's my that's my first smash up that i'm gonna see show. i have like i have a couple of the expansion packs for smash up and i saw the marble one and i was like oh i know how to trick shelby into playing this game with me because he's he's a marble lush like anything marvel he's into yeah i'm game i love me some marvel like put marvel on it yeah i'm probably gonna yeah. be yeah, see? Yeah. Theme. theme is key. Theme is key. I, I fully agree, too. Like, And then we were talking off, Mike, about Dungeons & Dragons and your foray in the tabletop. You were about to jump into that world, too, a bit, weren't you? Yeah, I was. Um, I was going to play some D&D, uh, had my character all set up and everything. We played... It wasn't even a, a, a playthrough. Our, our, our DM did a, a session that was like a fake session that he kind of made just to make sure that we understood what was, was going on and what we were doing as a, a prerequisite to the actual first, you know, like episode. And uh, and then COVID happened and then that was it. We haven't touched it since then. Yeah. So I forgot everything about it. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Do you remember your character? What was your character? I have to know. What was your class? Where were you? Oh, my gosh. You know what? Let me get the oh, a warlock. I was a warlock. See, I feel like I'm having this exact same experience. So I am doing D&D with this group as well. And I'm the only one that's new to the D&D campaign. And I have no idea what's going on. I'm just along for the ride. I'm going to roll some dice. I'm going to say some things and hopefully magic yeah. happens. Well, Shelby was a theater kid. I know that for a fact. I know he was like, he. I think he's going to get really deep into what he can do and not, not to and be like, oh, I can just go wherever I want in my little mind and take this game and go take everybody on a ride. Dude, someone's got to represent the theater kids. Yeah. Theater kids are awesome. Dude, you're going to fit right in, though. That's going to be like your perfect meeting. I'm going to be the only one to show up in full costume. Well, you're like a little merman, so that's even better. Oh, I love it. Sometimes you got to make sacrifices, Casey. Sometimes you got to do it. Are you going to go Aquaman, like, 70s style costume or Jason Momoa Aquaman and just get really swole? I was hoping to just, like, do something with fish scales like maybe like paint my body blue or something okay 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 Avatar. what, what, what was right. the movie a couple years ago where the lady fell in love with the fish oh uh fell in love with the fish yeah yeah that one yeah, yeah. that one yeah it was a, exactly it was like an alien fish thing you know that they had in this 
government type of thing. Something water. Uh, shape of Water. Oh, I think was is that the Del Toro movie? Um, the Shape of Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. It the was. Shape of Water is it? Yes. I was like, what is he talking yeah, about? See? That's not the fish. Sometimes that's the, you gotta. That's the Mer Boy, the Mer guy from Hellboy. That's his friend. That's the, whoa, 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 Mer Boy, Merman. Excuse sure, me. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> adult. Thank you very much. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I want to know: Are games that Hasbro made for you kind of like not in your radar anymore? Like old school games or family or old school family games like Monopoly? Is that something that you can't stand? Oh. Monopoly is just it's just Monopoly right yeah. like I can't I can't really play it that much because it's just like there's so much more to gaming than just the regular but yeah at the same time I can still play Catan but you know Catan can be a quick type of thing sure. you can house rules a lot of stuff so um, which is what we typically do because we play it at the two player but um, which it doesn't go to two player it's three player minimum but we make it to two player oh, which is super easy <laughs> Um, But I actually got Monopoly Gamer to try that because my friend said that that was going to be it's different than Monopoly regular, which is, you know, another game I haven't actually played. But I got it because they suggested it, um, which I'm going to try. But, you know, I'll still try to play older games if I can. If somebody's like, hey, suggest it to me Um, or if my I have a. She plays uh, games, too, and I'm trying to get her into this whole board gaming world with me, so I'll make her play some games with me. Um, But she had the game of life, and I was like, let's play it. I love life. Life is great. Except when you land on being an art teacher and you live in a shack, right? You're... I, they changed it. Oh, did they? It's different now. Oh, how so? Yeah, the newer version, they changed it. Um, when we were playing it, you had, like, cards that you drew, and then you had to, like, it. the card read, like, you and one other person that you choose will do a disco move, and you'll stand up and do disco moves, and then you'll roll a, you'll, you'll spin the, um, the spinner thing, and uh, whoever gets a higher number will get a bonus of money. I'm like, I don't remember that. Yeah, that's at all. <laughs> yeah, here. because if you're an art teacher and then you go do disco, you can get paid. Accurate. Accurate. <laughs> true to life. True to right. life. That's exactly one to one comparison. I think there's a movie about that too called Saturday Night yeah. Fever. No. Um, so uh, I'm wondering okay. if like those old school games were like more of a convenience factor or if they were just actually good. But I guess gaming has come a long way since uh, years ago right yeah very true. i think stratego still slaps stratego is still a strong game from years ago and that's a game that i think people can still play like i i like this game a match of stratego i will still throw down on some stratego i don't know if you guys ever played that with the backwards war oh that's so fun and that's a two-player game so that'd be perfect for you because you set up a little army each character has a numerical value you set up uh like you're trying to hide your flag so your opponent can only see the back of your uh tablets to it and there's different versions of it very fun Actually, um, this isn't battleship this sounds a lot like battleship no, ba- yeah. it, battleship's the you know i play that with my students when we teach xy coordinates i teach them xy coordinates through battleship but uh no it's stratego's way different because it's think of remember guess who you know how people had the the things up of guess who yeah. you're looking at the back of these tiles and you move the tiles because you're trying to get the opponent's flag you're trying to get their flag captured but you can land land mines and it used to be like a civil war backdrop which probably is 
isn't apropos right now with it or Revolutionary War. It was red versus blue, not gray versus red. There's the a space Revolutionary one. War was always good, right? I mean, that always good things coming out. Of yeah, that. that's it's how we were here. I mean, I, I've seen Hamilton. It seemed pretty easy. So, Steph, do you play video games at all? Are you a big gamer? I play video games. I mainly watch now with my boyfriend. I'm more like uh, if you've ever seen girlfriend reviews type of thing. Uh, sit back and watch and kind of just enjoy the story without having to deal with any of the stress and pressure of trying to survive or anything like that. Um, but recently I was playing Hollow Knight, which was really fun for Great me. Great game. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, and then I've been watching, I watched the whole Last of Us 2 because, you know, that's a one-time play for for him and I wanted to see the whole thing. So he had to wait until I was there to watch the whole oh. thing. And you know the first I love one? The story. Yes. Okay. Is it as disturbing as everyone paints it out to be? The second one is definitely darker than the first one. The first one still had like some hope. I feel like left in it, like there was a lot of like, okay, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, like you're going to make it through. And then the second one kind of just like took that and like destroyed it a little bit. It was like, nah, there's no hope. We gotta have hope. I mean, now 2020, 2021 is not the time to destroy hope. I'm just saying like we're running low as it is. (laughs) Yeah, it really messed with me. I was like, kids try to stop playing. I'm like, where are you going? Come back. We need, I need this. to know I mean, how this is. Happens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't deal with it. I was like, just watch the whole thing. So. And I, I know one board game I want to ask you about. So my son just recently got into Minecraft. I got that on the Switch and I have opened Pandora's box. There is no coming back from it. So um, my sister, uh, she loves Minecraft as well. Uh, she plays it all the time on like iPads and when she comes over here this is a game is even fun for you <laughs> but um, right. I got the board game to review and I was like this is going to be perfect for her and we played it and she was like this is not Minecraft oh no okay <laughs> she's like what is even happening and I was like oh okay um, but then I posted it on my Instagram and some people did say that uh, they have younger uh kids that actually enjoyed the board game Minecraft as well and I think it might just be like an age thing because she's older she's you know 13 so she's kind of like no she knew what every card was by looking at it which I can't understand with the different blocks of colors oh okay that's a castle love that (laughs) so great Um, but she was like yes that's what that is but uh, yeah when we were playing it she was just not getting the Minecraft feel where I was like, this is a pretty cool game just for itself without me knowing very much about Minecraft. But I definitely think it's a game for younger audiences, younger kids, um, because of the way that they have um, something set up. And it's very simple. It's a very simple game, I think, to play and learn um, that you could even teach it. But it kind of depends as well. Um, My sister still had a little bit of trouble playing it, but that's because she doesn't really play a lot of games. A lot of board games, you know, and I feel like the more you start playing board games, you start getting more of a kind of knowledge of how they work and understanding of things. So she doesn't. That's why I'm trying to teach her now. And uh, 
I think if maybe she did play him a little bit more when she was younger, she would definitely understand more of the mechanics. But like I said, it's not that difficult. I would think it'd be around the same difficulty almost as Catan. Which isn't that bad. It's like roll your dice, place your pieces. Okay. So maybe I'd hold off on my five-year-old for that because I'm trying to find him a new board game because if I play another game of Hungry Hippos, I swear to God, I'm gonna, that thing's going to go missing. I can't play it anymore. It's great games. Classic. Ours is Candyland. And it's like, come on, there's no skills to Candyland. No, not at all. Neither to Hungry Hippos. What about, well, five's not that great in dexterity either. I was going to say like Tac Tac Jack, but. I haven't tried that one yet. Well, he. Uh, It's, it's got a different name, like click clock or something like that. Uh, it's there's different names to it, but it's like you're you have a tree base and you're getting a little like kind of stick thing and tapping them and trying to collect the barks oh, off of them cool. when they fall off. Okay. So not that difficult, but uh, yeah, not that well known okay. either. <laughs> I was thinking the Minecraft oh, might be the way, but good to know. Um, back to your girlfriend reviews. So, I, and I saw you watching Kingdom Hearts, and you put out, "Does anybody know what's going on in this game?" And I think you and I both came to an agreement that no, no one does. Correct? Yes, nobody <laughs> understands except my boyfriend. He's okay. very mad. So, so he's in deep, and he plays like all the spinoffs. He's he's played a lot of them, almost all of them, I would say. Um, some of them he'll say, and I I just forget which ones he says because I'm like, isn't that the same thing? Like, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but yeah, he's like, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and you know, it's like the whole weird storyline. And uh, he's watched like YouTube videos of people like talking about it and explaining it and stuff like that. And he's even tried to get me to watch it, and then my head just hurts. I'm like, I don't, I don't understand. Can you yeah. just let me leave? Can do I, I get you? Uh, I, I don't get it. It was indecisive. I, I played Kingdom Hearts 3 and I could not figure out what was going on to the point where like if there was a Disney character in the scene I would just try to watch it and if there wasn't I'd skip like skip yeah yeah and the new ones too I think that's Kingdom Hearts 3 mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. just came out that one definitely seemed like they lowered the age level of that game down I'm not sure if you played it it's definitely a lot more kid friendly there's a lot more like thematic scenes in that it's not as much fighting and stuff like that but it's definitely like you know, any kid could probably play this without having their parents be like, oh, my gosh, you know, that's that's bad for you. This game is it, they totally leveled yeah. it down. Well, you, they see Frozen. They're like, oh, this is OK, because the game's mostly Frozen is my understanding. Right. Like, oh, okay, let me get to the Frozen level. We're good to go. There's a good chunk of Frozen. Frozen. There, yeah. yeah uh, Monsters, Inc. was in there. Toy Story was a big one. I remember yeah, that. Big Hero 6. I w- appreciated that. How do you like that movie? Oh, have them oh spoiler alert. Well, Yay. back to monsters. Shelby, you've wow. been killing monsters in Hades right now, too, correct? Is that my I, understanding? I have. I, uh, I beat Hades recently on the oh. Switch. Yeah, that was a thing. It was intense. I was like white knuckling it and it made me sweat. I did not like it. I was no. like standing up in front of my TV like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen next? Like that. I was very anxious the entire time I played it. Are you one of those people that wears like those uh, headsets that gets completely immersed and then they run into their TVs or whatever and I end up breaking Uh, it? Not yet, but I reserve the right to change my answer in the future. Okay. Once he gets VR, for sure. He's going to be the guy. There's going to be holes in his drywall. Um, 
So with <laughs> Hades, this game is intense, like yeah. super intense, like white knuckling it, like going through, not wanting to lose health. It's it's really really something. With it, you beat it once, and I was telling you. And the not we have a contest. I don't know if you know Steph. We're trying to like we're racing to beat each other's backlogs. I have my backlog. He has his backlog. And whoever finishes it first, and then on our website we're writing reviews. We're writing like twelve hundred word reviews on these games. And whoever finishes first, you know the loser has to buy like our little company group uh, beer and appetizers when we can actually get together. But the other thing is they have to go because we live in Washington. They have to go to Nintendo of America and stand out with a sign and dressed up that says "I suck at video games." And we saw a sword. <laughs> Costume. So we're leaning maybe towards the Sora costume, which would be even weirder. But I mean, Casey, your hair is already there, man. You're hey, ready man. to go. Don't make fun of the bro. You're just jealous. jealous. You're just jealous, bro. Box. Look at this. Look at this. Whoa. Steph, don't you think we yeah, can like, spike you. it up like thank a couple you. of times, and I think he'd be good to go. Oh, that's true. That's perfect. I, I could. I think I'm more. I've got more of the anime. Like I'm more of like a Final Fantasy. I'm Squall. I think I have more of Leon's hair, but that's okay. So with Hades, though, you have to beat it ten times to get the full ending. Do you think you're going to end up doing it 10 times? Oh, I'm not going to make you. Hold on. Salty. No, definitely not. Like anytime, anytime somebody's like, no, you got to play the, <laughs> the whole 200 hours to get the real ending. I'm like, no. Well, sometimes no, if you're investing in no. it, you want to do it though. Right? Like, oh, okay. I mean, maybe like three times. Like I'd replay it three times maybe. I This is like one of those games and I don't know if we want to get into like my full breakdown of this right now, but basically Basically, the reason that I enjoy the game is it's a technical feat. It's really impressive the way the systems are working together. And as you get to know those systems, you're able to manipulate them better and better as you get more familiar. There is some replayability on this game. And I think that this is a game that I will keep on my Switch and go back to from time to time to play. But it's not one that I'm going to sit down and power through 10 times. It's just not the way that I'm going to enjoy this because it is so intense. And the way I play games is kind of like, oh, I'm going to wind down before bed or it's been a crazy day today. I'm going to play some games to kind of kick back and relax. This is not that. Um, this is <laughs> not that game. No, this is you are in you should probably be caffeinated you should get ready because this game is brutal how many swear words are you dropping in earmuffs are you doing with your kids on the regular dude I swore so much at this game that my wife thought she needed to check me into the asylum like I was just repeating the F word over and over and I got the Shelby do you need to turn your game off <laughs> it was good it's about 25 bucks is it worth a play yes I wouldn't say that this is a must play game for me I would say that if you have the opportunity to try it at 25 bucks which is what it's priced at it's well worth the price of admission and I feel that I'm going to go back to this over time and check in on it kind of like Into the Breach uh, or one of those games you can kind of just pick yeah, I up think you about know randomly Into the Breach again doing like a run just for fun because good so you're kind of on the fence right now on try it or buy it yeah I would say I don't think you're going to be able to try it as of now I don't think there's any subs that will allow you to just try it um, it's a rogue like and it's very intense so if you're looking for a game that is intense challenging is going to push you and challenge you this is probably a game for you if you like roguelikes this game could definitely be for you um there is some replayability and the way that they sprinkle the story throughout that replay loop 
is interesting because every time you pass through certain chambers, you get different dialogue that eventually expands upon the story. But there is a lot of repeated things happening in the course of that replay. So like me, I'm not big for rewatching or re- replaying games. It's just not what I like to do. If I like a series, I'll watch it once, call it good, maybe watch it five years later. But I don't go and do reruns. It's just not not the way I roll. And this is like right in that vein. So I enjoyed it. I'm glad I finished it. It was intense. It felt like a feat. It felt like an accomplishment. Um, and I'm happy I beat it. I'm proud of you. Good job. Now you just got to write a 1200 behind me. And then you really beat it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be titled How to Get Out of Hell. That's solid. Because that's what that's great. I love it. I love it. That's great. <laughs> I give that a 10. That was a solid, solid title. For those of you that knew our review system, we do a review where we don't tell you. We don't do a 10 star. We don't do like the 5 star or anything like that. We do buy it, try it, table it, or skip it. We kind of just tell you what to do. Yeah. And and I would say if you could try it, try it. If you liked what you heard here, then buy it. But know that there is a lot of replayability and it is very frustrating at times. If you like that kind of challenge, it's a definite buy. Well, I think we need to mosey on into the news. I think we should move into that because that was a stellar review. The big First news story, I picked this because we were having Steph on, and it's about the shortage of board games or the late coming of board games. Um, and this is, we do our big three, this is our big three news. So, Stephanie, when I read this, and I know you do a lot of Kickstarters, the article that I found, it was saying that a lot of Kickstarters are being affected because of storage and storage issues for incoming games. Have you seen anything on your end where companies are having a hard time getting product out? Can you relate to that in any way? Um, I've seen a lot of stuff where there's been a lot of delays with everything going on. Yes. With, uh, there's a lot of stuff that they haven't been able to actually like manufacture or they're having problems getting to like the print or, you know, some kind of hold up somewhere. And I back a lot of Kickstarters. So I'm seeing this quite a lot, you know, on just about like every one of them. Um you know, that either they're having a hold up getting it to regular, you know, the backers or even to retail after, you know, they get it to the backers. They are having a hold up getting it to like the retail um, providers for the game. So, yeah, I think that with everything going on with COVID, I have been seeing that. Um, I don't think it's too uh, detrimental to the, you know, area right. yet. As if, you know, they're still keeping on top of it. But yeah, it's definitely been a problem for some companies more than others. So that's interesting because most majority of the manufacturing is out of China, is my understanding too, right? For a lot of like the small pieces, yeah. And I think that's starting to affect, obviously, hardware and video games. It's it's bleeding into a lot of worlds. And I, I have to assume like your lo- every local game shop is trying their best to stay afloat right now. Like, if they made it this far, good on them. Because a big part of those local game shops is the community getting together, too, right? And mm-hmm. playing together. Yeah. yeah. And I even saw, um, I'm, I didn't, now I'm not remembering the company, of course, because I'm put on the spot. Uh, there's co- some, a company that just announced that they're going to be doing direct to Amazon exclusively only. Amazon. So I've been seeing some conversations about that, too, about how some retailers don't like that and how, you know, they're like, well, that's good because we're getting it out towards, you know, more audiences of more people to get into board gaming. But does that hurt retailers as well? Because mm-hmm. they're our local yeah. stores, you know, so. I'm not sure where I stand on it yet because I have yet to read more about it to know more, but I thought that was a pretty interesting development. 
That's scary to me here, that too. Because Amazon, like, I love the convenience, but that it does really hurt small businesses like that. That's, I hope it all works out, and I hope we can get this stuff figured out and people can start shipping stuff. I'm ready for COVID to be over. I, I'm yeah, over. Yeah, and hopefully they continue to support the local board game shops because that's really yeah. where the culture thrives, in my opinion. So if they can keep supplying them with the supplies they need to survive, then they should be doing that, if at all possible. And that's where I get my good Pokemon cards like i want to go back and get my good pokemon cards like for real like they they, they hooked me up <laughs> my good you know i wasn't yeah so i hope they come back soon and yeah. i hope this works out yeah everyone loves a comeback tale and speaking of comebacks i give that an eight that was a great segue show <laughs> solid eight uh, uh, that was that was decent that was decent wasn't G- it g4's coming G4 back returns to youtube our second big story of the week re- uh involves a network called G4. Now, you may have remembered it from years ago, and they are coming back to YouTube, it sounds like. Kind of. So it's a revival. Stephanie, did you watch G4 ever? Are you familiar with G4 back in the day? A little bit of it. Not like okay. a lot. So one of our other co-hosts who isn't here tonight, Sean, he used to work at that network back in the early 2000s, and for Shelby and I, you know, we're in our 30s. Like that was a, G4 was a huge network because that was the first gaming channel. It was something I would come home and watch like after school. Be like, oh, What's, what are they showcasing on certain shows on G4? And what they're doing is it's it's launching before G4 because G4's initial launch is actually going to be this summer, but they're doing little series on Twitch and YouTube about what they're doing and what they're building. Um, I think this is great. They've announced that they're bringing back Attack of the Show and X-Play. Um, Xavier Woods, the or Austin Creed, the guy from WWE, he's a new day. He's been, he's been like brought on. He's going to be a host for one of the shows. I am excited for G4, but I don't know what G4 looks like in 2021. Because who watches TV? I yeah. only just put together that it's B4G4. Well done. Well done. I read this article. I did not put that together until you said B4G4. Sometimes you got to say it out loud. That, That's right. That does help. So <laughs> That's the secret. So it, the, part of the reason you may have not may not have seen G4 is because it was impossible to find a, net, a way to watch it yes. in my experience. So hopefully by putting it on YouTube, if people are interested in these gaming type news segments, which I would enjoy, but also I'm able to find them other places. Yeah. Um, this may this, be the place for you. There, well, there's this new network called Ven, two V E N, and they're on Instagram, they're on Twitch, they're on that too, and they kind of do the same thing. So I'm kind of curious. Is yeah, they have a built up name, they have the history. If they get like Kevin Pereira back, that'd be really big because he's huge. You know, like we started a podcast in a pretty crowded sector. There's room for everybody, but I'm just curious what they're going to do to stand out. Mm-hmm. So I, I would love for them to be successful. I don't want anybody to fail, right? Like, that'd be cool. If they could just get it straight into my mind, you know? I think that'd be the way to do it. If they could just beam it directly to your mind. Well, you know who's beaming things to their mind? And our final news story is Elon Musk is having monkeys play video games with their mind using the Neuralink. That's a 10. That's a 10. That's a 10. Come on. That's a 10. That segue, that was a solid 10. I said, I wish I could watch it right to my brain. I think that was a great, I think, that okay. Was, that was uh, good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'll get. I'll say a nine. I won't give myself a 10, but I'll go I'll go solid nine. <laughs> so yeah, we have this little thing where we rate the segues. Uh, and Casey just rated his own segue, which may be like conflict of interest. I guess. So it knocks me down a point. I, I still think that was good. But Elon Musk said in the interview, we'll, he has. No, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll let it slide. Everyone's favorite mad scientist, Elon Musk is back on his yang with some crazy monkey stuff. Yes. So the Neuralink, what it is, it's, it puts a computer chip 
Junior Skull, which he trying. I I'm mildly convinced he already has it in his brain, and that's why he's running so fast. But uh, he currently has it connected to uh, these monkeys, and the monkeys are playing video games with it. I'm very curious as to what games they're playing. I right? think it's like Pong. I think it's a Pong? Pong somewhere in there. If we show them Donkey Kong, is this how Planet of the Apes starts? That's what I'm really worried about. <laughs> Dude, if Planet of the Apes was only Diddy Kongs, that would be awesome. Steph, oh. favorite Donkey Kong monkey, go. Yeah, no, no pressure. Um, it's definitely got to be Trixie Khan. Yeah, Ooh, good, good choice. She's the one with the hair, right? She yeah. can do the helicopter hair. Yeah. I feel like mine is Cranky Kong because that is like my spirit monkey right there. <laughs> You're just a grumpy old man. I, I'm gonna go Baby Kong or uh, Diddy or Donkey Kong Jr. from the little game where he had his own oh, game and yeah, trying to yeah. save his dad. Would you guys get the neural link in your brains? I mean, if yeah, if the upside is to play Pong, then probably not. Would it though? You can like search things in your mind, like on the internet, like you can just close and you're searching, or you could be watching one TV show with your one eye while like talking to someone in the other. What what's gonna stop? you from it what's gonna it stop sounds you like from some it? black mirror kind of stuff you know have you seen it definitely the ones, is. you know where they're like living in a world with like social media and like mm -hmm. i don't know i like i'd have to see some of the outcome first but obviously you know that could be somewhere where we go in the future we, we right. have no idea i would probably have the first neural chip to get the virus that's what would happen to me oh, oh no oh no <laughs> get deleted <laughs> <laughs> that's right it would like fill the RAM on my hard drive and I would just fall asleep yes. randomly. Like the first yeah. narcoleptic guy with a chip in his brain just because he overloads his system every 12 minutes. This is going to be some, what is it? Sword Art Online stuff. Yes. Too. You know, you have that, 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 uh, sorry, that's going a little bit more. No, uh, I'm a huge anime nerd. nerd. You're okay. Yeah. You go, go deep. We're, this, I, I got the anime covered. Okay. Don't worry. You're going to get stuck in there. You know, you could get be like, oh, I'm going to play a game. But, you know, still at the same time, like, would I still do it if there's a possibility I'm going to get stuck in a game? Yeah, yeah I would, because it still sounds yeah. awesome to be completely immersed. Well, there's that show now on Amazon that it's about uploading your consciousness when you die. I just think we're getting so much closer to being in the in the Internet. The Matrix is coming and this is either it's going to be Planet of the Apes because the monkeys see Donkey Kong and they don't like how they're treated or we're going into the Matrix. That's it's one of two. It's one of two options in my Dude, mind. Dude, what if you pick up the the landline, you jack okay. out of this matrix, and then you're in Donkey Kong, and that's been real life the whole time? Oh, no. Am I Mario in this scenario? This is an and then M Night Shyamalan says this, and then shows you the credits. Oh no! Oh no! What a twist! <laughs> oh no! That's that just. Went is, is the answer water? Do I just throw water on it? Is that the answer? Was I? Were they all ghosts? Have they been? Do I see dead people? I'm so confused now. Um, I I would like to. I'm also curious what it does to your brain in a more serious note in the long run. Like, yeah. Like, I don't I don't want to be the first person. And I don't want to be the last person because if it helps people and it makes you better, sure, great. I have a neurological. I have ADHD, so if that could help me with my ADHD. Yeah, sign me up. I don't have to take medicine anymore if I can be focused all the time. Or if it can just take, like, all the tracks going on in my head at the same time and just keep them busy, that'd be fine, too. You know? I, what happens if you get, like, a migraine with that thing in there? Like, yeah. is that worse? Is it better? Like, who knows? And how far is it into your brain? That's the other thing, too. Like, what if I want it out? Can, is it, is it going to be a big thing? I don't know. 
Let's keep testing on the monkeys. Again, don't show them Donkey Kong. That would be my big my big vote there. I don't know about you guys. But. Also, like, can somebody just, like, stop Elon Musk? He's getting too much power, it feels mm, like. I don't know. Jeff Bezos would say otherwise with all his money. But he just stepped down today. Uh, Elon Musk basically has dibs on True. Mars. So already True. more powerful than He's Bezos. He's like, hey, this is mine. <laughs> I think Elon's coming up with some good stuff, though. So yeah. I'm like, just leave them right now yeah. and see what. Let's see what else you can give. Elon us. has a car in space. Game set match. Well, I think we're gonna move into our final segment, and we do these every once in a while. Just random questions. These are random questions that my child will ask me sometimes that I post here. These are random questions my students will ask me. These are random questions that I have in my head. And the first one was a hot topic in my classroom because I was going to get to know you today. And there was quite a bit of like there were sides taken. There was a civil war, and I have a strong stance on this too. Are you guys team pancake or team waffle? Ooh, waffle. Waffle. Really? I think I think I'm pancakes. No. <laughs> Team waffle all day. Why? The waffles are so much thicker. Like you need a glass of water to get down that waffle. Listen, okay, you have a waffle and then you can the waffle has these just perfect little spaces that you can put stuff in there. With yeah, and and it's not just like one one level. Like a waffle, you 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 know, you break into it and it's a little bit crunchy on the outside, it's a little, a little bit to it too yeah. yeah it's like both of them and it's like you can't you can't beat a waffle so are we talking like ego waffles or are we talking no tra- i'm not get that trash out of here because like there's no I ego hop. pancake well let's use that there's no ego pancake people aren't microwaving pancakes right you don't think of that no i'm talking like oh there are microwaveable like pancakes I trust me i know this for a fact because <laughs> oh, i come back to my house intoxicated sometimes <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's your go-to snack. Like, oh, I'm going to, oh, gosh. No, um, I'm talking more like homemade scratch, diner style, like a Belgian waffle with whipped cream and strawberries yes. and some maple syrup. Or, you know, my wife makes a waffle and peanut butter on a waffle. It's a way to go. And you say you're thirsty. It's called milk. You drink a glass of it and it's great. And then you are on the couch for the rest of the day. That is your reward. The thing about a pancake, mm-hmm. though, is you can put fruit in a pancake. You can put fruit in a waffle, too, dude. It's they're the same batter. You can't listen to Jack Johnson while eating a waffle. Dang, that's deep. I do like me some Jack. Oh no, he got me. He got me at my <laughs> see, core. See, now, now you're coming to my side of the fence. And also whipped cream. You can make get a big old listen, dollop of that. Pancakes are that, one uh, note. It's, and, it's soggy bread. Pancakes are soggy ooh, bread. Let's oh, be real. No way. Like, well, here's the deal. But you can do the butter stack where you put a big old blob of butter underneath another pancake and then it just melts in. Anything you can do with a pancake, you can do with a waffle and it tastes better. That's that's mm. going to be Dang, my counter to that. That was a mic no. drop. That was a mic mm. drop right there. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but pancakes for life. Well, the next one, this was asked to me by my son the other day. We were randomly driving to school. So I'm giving you some background on these stories. Uh, would you rather get to work in a helicopter or only get to work on a horse? This is my five-year-old. Ask me, Dad, would you rather go to work on a helicopter or on a horse? And I had to think about this. And my answer's horse. All my answer's horse. I'm too scared of a helicopter. I don't want to rip Kobe Bryant. It's been a year. But the other thing, I just, I don't like flying at all. And oh, Well, I hate to break it to you, but people have died on a horse before. True. <laughs> Wait, what? They have? No. This is the bare bad news over here. 
Well, he's like, let's no. do a revolutionary war callback. Uh, spoiler alert, some people died on horses. True. You know what? True. Not as much um, now, okay? I, I gotta say, it would be a real pain in the neck to get on a helicopter every morning. Do you fly it or do you have someone fly it for you? What's what's the scenario here? Am I balling out or do I have to get, take flying lessons? I feel like if you're take, I mean, if you're taking a helicopter to work, there's a good chance someone's flying it for you. But then again, if you lived in Alaska... Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. I've always wanted to be a cowboy. So, I mean, like, riding in the horse is pretty cowboy-esque. I could wear a cowboy hat and people wouldn't judge me for it. I think cowboy hats are cool. Yeah, and riding a horse is more, like, athletic. You would definitely be like, mm-hmm. healthier riding a horse. And I love horses because it's animals and, you know. Yes. Just great. You get to bond with the horse, not with your helicopter. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't improve your relationship with your helicopter only yeah, with a horse. Exactly. <laughs> it's also very hard to boost your stats when bonding with a helicopter. Yes. Inside Casey fact, uh, as a child, I went to horse camp. I I can ride and saddle a horse. I Whoa, do like riding. Yeah, Casey I like horses. Flex right now. Mm-hmm. So Dang. it was... I would love to own a horse. I would love to have that. I think they're awesome animals. They're big dogs. I had no idea that you were an equestrian. Wow, look at the vocab flex on me there. Would I have like seen you at one of those horse competitions where they're jumping over gates and all that fun stuff? <gasps> no, I did like the barrel and key. Not none of that. Like it was more like if you go and turn in. Oh, so like were, if it, how fast you can you turn like, corners with it? What is it? Eight, like cowboys. FFA is that what it's called? Future the yeah. the four uh, H. Yeah, four H. There you go. Yeah, I was doing more of that stuff. Like I'm more into like what they do for that like yeah i would love to learn how to lasso again i wanted to be a cowboy my two occupation paths when i was a little kid was cowboy or ninja turtle those were the two things i wanted till i was about 11 and my mom was like you can't well the ninja turtle one i knew but the cowboy one was like i think i can also if you uh, could just get a pegasus you would have the best of both worlds on this question Stop. don't even get me started on that <laughs> <laughs> No, the final question, and I've been my wife and I have been talking about this. This one actually is a random question my wife asked, and we're trying to plan something because COVID's made us realize we want to get out of the house and we want to travel. So when everything opens back up for us, where do you want to go? Where do you want to travel? Anywhere and everywhere. So mine is going to be Alaska to see the Northern Lights. Oh, wow. Okay. Good okay. answer. You can go to a couple different places, but I was thinking Alaska possibly or I don't know. Uh, I just really want to see them because I thought that's something that's just cool and it's nature being nature. So I was just like, I want to see that in like real life. I want to go somewhere. I I think it's Sweden or there where you can see it, but they also have those ice igloo hotels. Mm. I've seen those where you can go stay in those and they have the glass. That looks cool. But actually we're planning a trip to Japan. It's funny that you said you went to Japan. We're planning a, in the next four years, we're going to go, I want to go to Nintendo land. I want to go see one piece uh, at the world, at the universal jump. I want to go take a karate class at the Karuchin hall. Um, I want to go see a sumo. I want to do like everything, everything. You could do a real content. Too. Those were super fun. It's expensive. What is a real con? It's a it's a te- it's a traditional Japanese hotel. Okay. So you can actually stay where they actually you know put out the and, and now I'm gonna sound like uh, uneducated. I don't know what they're called now. Uh, the beds that they have there oh, the mats, um, that I can't the, the rollout mat thing. Yeah. Yes. So, okay. Yeah, so they have different styles. They have like an American and then they have obviously Japanese, but they can like make it very um, like authentic and like they'll give you like a 12 course meal. 
at night. And then they also give you like a good breakfast. I think that's like a six course meal. And then you have your own personal onsen. So like where we stayed, it was like, it's like a onsen is like a, a hot, it's a water. What am I thinking of? Hot spring? Like hot a spring. Spa. It's a natural hot spring. Yeah, you go, yeah. It's like a hot tub, hot spring. You go sit in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they have the public ones where you can also go to, but in the, your own, you have your own, which would, when the one we stayed at overlooked the mountains oh, cool. and like just beautiful nature and so it was just like perfect but it's really cool because they're they have them all over the place and every one of them is different so definitely check that out i will we're gonna be bringing my my son by the time we go will be eight or nine and my daughter will be six or seven and i wanted to make it like it's gonna be a trip of a lifetime i would love to do something like that did you go to tokyo or where did you go when you went? went to we went to tokyo we went to nico i went to see the fall foliage because that's a huge um a huge thing, you know, so we went all the way out to Nico to see that. Um, but we tried, we went just like everywhere uh, around mm-hmm. Japan just to see yeah. a bunch of stuff. I wanted to experience like a bunch of like the anime culture, see a bunch of stuff. So I, I was just like, you have to. Yeah. Play. I want to go to Kyoto. Like my, again, my dad worked for, so my dad worked for Nintendo growing up. I've been very like, I love, and he lived in Japan. When he was in the Navy. We was always giving me a, a, like an instilled love for yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, Tokyo has always been one that I've wanted to go to uh, specifically. Uh, I kind of figured that I wanted the kids to be a little bit older when I do that trip. Right now, it is February. We are in the Washington State area, Casey and I, and I need some sun. So, like, I would really like to get some vitamin D, if at all possible. Um, so, I'm really thinking somewhere warm right now. We, we actually had a Mexican uh, trip to Mexico. Mexico planned right when the pandemic fell out. Mm, same. I was supposed to go to Cabo for yeah, a wedding. We had our trip like paid for. We were ready to go. And then it went wah, 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 wah. The only thing about Mexico is it's I can't, there's a lot of places on the bucket list that would rate higher on the places that I want to go instead of Mexico. Belize is a good one. I've been to Belize. Really? And uh, actually, I swam with I swam with nurse sharks. They're not actual like sharks. Yeah, they're little baby sharks, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They don't actually eat like humans or whatever. But uh, the coral reef is there, and so you can go scuba diving or even snorkeling there. And that's not super expensive. Do that with the whole family, and it's honestly so beautiful. So. I recommend that. Nice. Cool. I would do that. I would swim with stingrays, but I definitely have to take one out to revenge Steve Irwin on my way. Be like, this is for Steve. <laughs> but, uh, uh, <laughs> you say that until they're in your face. I know. No, I, I, we have a zoo here. I pet it. I'm not scared. I'm not scared. But no, I'm knowing my luck. I'd be the second person to die from getting a needle to the chest. Yeah, no, no. The uh, last thing you would hear from that stingray is, I heard the podcast. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we are the number one stingray most listened to podcast by stingrays so that makes sense advertise <laughs> advertise that's that's the episode yeah. title number one yeah, stingray people podcast. don't realize what a big market the stingray market is yes, that's underwater, underwater. Yeah. 
<laughs> Jeff, thank you so much for uh, spending the night with us and talking, you know, board games, video games, all no, the above. I, I, I love being here. It was so fun. It's my first podcast well, experience. I'm glad. And we really appreciate you putting up with our technical difficulties. And hopefully again, we'll have you down back down the road. You're welcome anytime. This was great, especially when you got some cool board game news you want to share. Or when you start your board yeah. game podcast, you can come <laughs> here and go. promote it. There we go. Hey, Stephanie, where can uh, our listeners get more of your um, content? Um, uh, a lot of places, um, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, um, Facebook. And I did a, a live stream on Twitch, which uh, was for another Kickstarter. And I got a taste of that, which I will be doing later. But everything's under the name Minimum Player Counts, where you can find me. So, yeah. And if you guys want to find her, all of her stuff will be in the bio of this episode. You can just click the link in the bio. Yeah, that's right. And in that bio, you'll also see our social channels. Feel free to follow us there if you'd like to do that. Our website is underpoweredmedia.com. We're also chatting in Discord. You can feel free to drop us a line there. And of course, please leave us a review. Five stars, please. That is a wrap for this week. We out. Play your game. (laughs) 